thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. I want to talk this morning about um, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? That phrase was uttered, and it's still uttered today, and it's uttered every single day. In the midst of the Christmas season, that phrase just keeps sticking out to me. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. Who do you say I am? I want you to go to your Bible. I want to look at Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah seven fourteen. Our text is Isaiah 9, 6. We'll get back to it, but I want to set it up with Isaiah 7, 14. Isaiah 7, 14 says this. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. I want you to understand something that that prophetic word was 700 years before the birth of Christ. I want you to go to Matthew's gospel. Matthew chapter 1. When you look at verse 23 with me. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. What an incredible statement that is. God with us. No other gods created by man carry the name Emmanuel and carry the title of God with us. None. None. He's more than a prophet. He's more than a good man. He is a savior. And he's just not some cosmic make-believe God out there that we think we can do enough for and somehow enter heaven and he'd be pleased with us. He said, no, 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 it's not like that. I'm with you. I'm in you and I will do things through you. Greater things you will do because of me. That's an incredible statement from our God, the personal God that we serve. I want you to go to your text, Isaiah 9, <clears throat> 9, 6. 9, 6, a beautiful Passage of scripture, and we read a lot during the Christmas season. I want to look at that this morning. Isaiah 9, 6 says these words. For to us, mm, I love that. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. For to us, for us, for us. It doesn't matter your skin color, your economic background, where you live, what country you're in. For us, for us, a son. For us, a child. For us, a child is born. 100% human. 100% human. Tempted like us, suffered like we suffer, if not greater, felt rejection like we feel, made fun of like we get made fun of, faced struggles in mountains and things that were bigger than him 
Remember? Is there any other way this cup can pass from me? Okay, then. Not my will, but thy will be done. We've all been there. We serve a God, a son, a child that was born to us is a child that we understand. We can take a lot of peace in because he understands when we say, that hurt me. They're mean to me. They made fun of me. They rejected me. They didn't include me. I'm not a part of them. I'm going through a tough time. I'm facing a mountain I can't climb. And I don't understand why this had to happen. Everything that you face, your God that was given, that child that was given to you, he understands. Other gods can't say that. Other gods can't. He's 100% human. In order to be a savior, he was human. He suffered on that cross. He understood those nails. He felt their pain. He felt that spear in his side, and he knew very much that they stuck a thorn, the, the uh, crown of thorns on his head. Those drops of blood, he understood that. He felt those. And the great compassion and forgiveness and love from that cross, he felt. He was not a man-made puppet. He wasn't forced on that cross. He was born to die for you and me. He was born to die for you and me. John 1.14, and it's pretty interesting, Carter, um, Carter quoted that this morning. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, it did. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. I want you to see also in that 9.6 passage right there, a son is given. A son is given. Is given. See, he's more than a child that day. He was a son. He was God's son that he sent into the world through a virgin called Mary. And he said, You will give him a name, Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's a son that was given. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have ever. Lasting life. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, he's more than a child that was born, but he was a son that was given. He was given as a ransom, as a lamb, a spotless lamb, to die for our sins, to take on us, take on him the yoke of our sins, to bear that cross so we wouldn't have to bear that cross. For on the third day, he rose again so that we may not die. Oh, yeah, we'll close our eyes and be gone from this dirt ball, but we will not die. Because to be absent from the body, to be present with the king. My friend, he's more than just a child that day. He's more than just a son. He's a savior. He's 100% human, but he's 100% divine. His name is Jesus. No other name given on earth and under earth that men might be saved. At the name of Jesus, and only at the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This holiday season, I want you to understand something. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season. And yes, that child was born. 
And they called him Jesus, called him Emmanuel, God with us. But he is so much more than a baby in a manger. He is so much more than that. He is Jesus, the Savior on that cross. He is the resurrected Lord, and he's now the king. And my friend, that's why Christmas is Christmas. That's why Christmas is Christmas. I want to look at a couple things real quick because my voice is going quick. I want you to see in Isaiah 9, 6, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. I want you to understand something. He is wonderful. Mm. Do you know him as wonderful? Do you know him as wonderful? Is he wonderful to you? Or is he just a story that we tell at Christmas, and then it'll fade away after we say Happy New Year. And then we'll do it again at Christmas. If he's that boring to you, you haven't met the king. You don't understand that that's a child that was born to die for you. He is wonderful. He is wonderful. But he is a wonderful counselor. Can I ask you something? Who is your counselor? Who do you run to? Who do you go to? Oh, I'm not telling you that it's not important to have a posse or a bunch of ladies around you, a bunch of men around you. I'm not telling you that you don't run to them for counsel and guidance. And I love doing counseling myself. But listen to me. The minute you come to me for counseling, I'm going to love on you and talk you through it. But I'm going to try to get you to Jesus as quick as I can. Because I can't be him. And I'm not called to be him. His name is Wonderful Counselor. My name is Jeff Ponder. He is my Wonderful Counselor also. And so today, maybe you're sitting here and it's hard for you. Maybe this is a holiday season, the first one, that you will not have a special loved one with you. Maybe it's been a tough year for you. Can I encourage you to do something during this Christmas season? Can you get away and sit with the wonderful counselor named Jesus? Just let your world be silent. Just let that night be silent. And you get still and you listen to him and you let him hug you. You let him love on you. You let him cry with you. You let him wipe your tears dry. You let him give you a word. You let him tell you who you are. You let him tell you that you're going to conquer this, that you're bigger than this, that he's bigger than this. He's going to get you through this. You let him whisper to you who you are in Christ. Because many times we go to a lot of sources, and I'm not underestimating the, the importance of a counselor. Counselors are beautiful people. They're wonderful people. But they will never, and they will tell you this, they pale in comparison to the wonderful counselor. They pale in comparison. So go to them. Let them bridge the gap. Let them get you on your feet. But always sit at the feet of the king and hear the wonderful counselor. He is also called the mighty God. He is also called the mighty God. I want you to go a little bit over to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. The mighty God. Isaiah 40, verse 28 says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And they will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Our God is the mighty God. He is strong. He can give you strength that you don't know nothing about. I have met with so many people, I walk with so many people through so many hard times, and they will tell you, man, I got strength, and I don't even know where it's coming from. Oh, it's coming from your mighty God. It's coming from that child that was born and that son that was given. And he will be called the mighty God. I want you to go to Psalms. Go to Psalms 24. Go to Psalms 24. This, is, this was one of our Psalms of summer. Remember, Psalms 24 is like December the 26th. Just gets no love whatsoever, okay? Psalm 24 just doesn't get any love. I'm just telling you. But it's a great text, okay? It's, bless his heart, it's like December the 26th. Nobody even knows that day exists, okay? Listen to what he says. Just, I don't want to read the whole thing, but, but verse 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift, up your, lift, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Oh, my goodness, man. That's our God. If that doesn't fire you up, your wood's wet. I'm sorry. But I'm just telling you, that's our God. I know he's a baby in a manger. Oh, my goodness, he was only that for a little bit. But, oh, my gosh, he is the king forever. And lift up your heads and understand he is the king of glory. There is nothing that our king can't do for his kids. Man, he's crazy about you. He loves you. If you do nothing else this Christmas season... Will you fall in love with the king? I know you love the baby in a manger. Who wouldn't love a baby? But love the king. Love the king that's one day going to call you home. One day you're going to stand before, and one day you hear, well and done, my good and faithful servant. That's the king, man. He reigns. And don't lose hope. I know you can watch the news and it'll depress you, man. Get out of the house. Go for a run, all right? Turn the TV off. Well, get the word and understand, lift up your heads for the king. Lift up your heads for the king of glory. Go and run and sing. Nobody will hear you anyway, all right? Just go run, okay? Go sing. Go for a walk, all right? Go understand that he's got this thing, man. Don't lose hope. Don't. If you're tired and weary, go to the God who never sleeps, who works as much when you're awake. Well, I mean, he says in his word, while you're sleeping, I'm working. That's beautiful. May your sleep be sweet while the king works on your behalf. Your world's not falling apart. It's falling in place. Trust him. Just trust him. He is also, he is also the everlasting father. 
the everlasting Father. I want you to go to your scripture. Go to John 14. John 14. John 14. John 14, he is the everlasting father. Listen to John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one, no one comes to the father, the heavenly father, the everlasting father, except through me. We all get to the everlasting father through the manger. He comes through Jesus, born in a manger, grows up and dies on an old rugged cross on a hill called Calvary for you and me. Not because he had to, my friend, because he chose to. He let them get him. They didn't get him because he got tired. He could have kept on running. He invented running. He could have kept on going because he's God. Listen to me. He could have split another sea and let them come through before they ever reached his son and drowned them all. He said, no, nah, he already did that one. Well, he can do it again. Listen to me. He did that for you and me. If you're here today, if you're here today, and you love Christmas, and you love the story of the manger, and you love the nativity scene, and you love the Jesus and the baby, But do you love Jesus that was on the cross for you? Have you understood that that cross was for you? Has there ever been a time in your life? Not not that mom thinks you did. Not that dad thinks you did. Not that your grandparents would be so proud of you when you did this. But was there ever a time in your life where you were once blind, but now you see? My friend, has there ever been a time in your life, that you have totally been, truly been born again. Stop playing church. Stop making a hundred on the Jesus quiz. Stop giving mom and dad the answer that you know they're looking for that will make them happy to make them think that you're saved. You know if you're saved or not. You know that. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. And he said, he will know his sheep. My friend, listen to me. There's no time like now. This world is a mess. The longer you live in it, the more it can mess you up. The greatest thing you can do this Christmas is receive the greatest gift that you could ever get, and that's salvation. Quit fighting. Quit trying to do it on your own. Sweet little Tory that was saved about 10 days, two weeks ago that came last Sunday college student trying to do it on her own always gave her parents the right answer but knew she was lost stop 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 if you can't stop doing it it's probably because you have no power within you to beat it just telling you I'm sorry but that's just the truth because the Holy Spirit of God will give you a power and you can walk away from sin you can. I'm not telling you'll be, you won't be tempted again. I'm not telling you, you may want to do that again. But I'm telling you this, you can stop. And you can choose Jesus over your friends. And Jesus can give you new friends.
this Christmas season, give yourself the greatest gift ever. Understand that that, that little baby, that son that was given, that child that was born, that, 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 that child is called the everlasting father. May he be your everlasting father, your everlasting father. Last thing, the prince of peace. He also will be called the prince of peace. Look at John 14, verse 27. John 14, 27. God's word says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When you get saved, my friend, you have this incredible peace that comes over you. As the child of the king, Romans 5.1 says that you will know him, you will have peace when you know Jesus. If you don't have peace, it may be because you don't know him. Listen to me. I'm not telling you there's not scary things out there. I'm not telling you right now that you're not going to get afraid, okay, at times. But I will tell you this, that he is the prince of peace. And that you can walk in peace through some of the most complex and hardest times of your life. And you can feel an overwhelming peace as a child of the king to know he's in control. Listen to me. Many adults today that don't know the Lord, the biggest, biggest, biggest thing in their life is their life does not have peace. Jesus said that he wouldn't only be the, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, but he said, I will be the prince of peace in your life. This holiday season, this Christmas season, this time where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, do you have that peace? Do you have peace? Do you know that you know that you know that you know? No matter what happens, you know that you will reign with him. If you do, then that gives you an incredible amount of peace. If you're still in flux, you're not at peace. And what happens to adults who are not in peace, they try to control it. And the more they try to control, the more that is out of control. Quit trying to control something that you never made. He created it. He made it. It's his. Accept him as your Savior. Let receive the peace of the Holy Spirit and walk by faith, not by sight. And don't worry about what you can't control. He's got that. Don't worry about it if it doesn't make sense. It does to him. Just trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. Last thing is this. A lot of our college kids are back home. A lot of our High school, middle school, elementary, all shut down Thursday. We're done. But you remember this fall semester, if you took any sort of math class, geometry, algebra, calculus, economics, any of that fun stuff, accounting, you remember the greatest words that your teacher, I mean, they're programmed, math teachers are programmed to say this phrase like 24-7. You must show your work. Y'all, y'all remember that? Greatest, the greatest phrase hatched is you must show your work. How many times have you said, but I got the answer right? You ever tried that? I got the answer right. Do you know how to, did you know how you got the answer? 
I got the answer right. But you didn't show your work. But I got the answer right. Then I count for something? Yes. I, I give you credit that you got the answer right, but you got the problem wrong because you did not show your work. Listen to me. December, it's Christmas season. The reason for the season is Jesus. Lost people know that phrase. Worldly people read this scripture. You could possibly hear that scripture read on ABC. (laughs) A child is born. A son is given. He will be the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Many people can get the answer right. But can they show their work? You say, well, preacher, you, you, we, we're not saved by works. I, I'm, hey, I'm good with that. That's scripture. It says we're not saved by works. We're saved under good works. Okay? So that means my life must give testimony of the answer I know. My life must be able to show its work, right? Because unless Jesus truly is that divine child that was born, called Emmanuel, if that truly is the son that was given for me, I'd accepted that gift, and now I'm born again. He truly is my wonderful counselor. He truly is my mighty God. There's nothing bigger than my God. There's nothing bigger than my God. He truly is my everlasting Father who I will reign with in heaven, who will come back and get me or I'll be resurrected to him. And yes, he is my Prince of Peace. I don't just know the answer. (laughs) I can work the answer. I can work that out in my life on a daily basis so it is an example that I know him. Listen to me. You can't fake peace. You can't fake that. You can't fake that he's your heavenly father. You either got a story about how you were saved or you don't have a story. And I'll tell you something. Your story may be good, but does it match the father's story? Because you might tell a story and the father go, <laughs> yeah, but that's not my story. I, I, that. You can't fake that he's the mighty God. And you can't fake that he's the wonderful counselor. My friend today, this Christmas season, just don't be satisfied that you can make 100 on the, on the Christmas quiz. Don't be satisfied that you can give the answers. May your life, the 11 months of the year, give evidence that you not just know the answer, but you, can know, you know how to work the problem as well. Your life gives evidence of that. See, a lot of people can give you this answer, but a lot of people aren't walking in peace. They know that Jesus can give you peace, but not walking in peace. My friend, if you know him and he's your savior, then let your life and your footsteps and your conversation and your love and your aroma be that of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, God, thank you for a beautiful text, but it's more than that. 
Father, it's not enough just to answer these questions and know the answer. But, Father, our lives must give evidence that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know him. That we just don't score well on a test, but, God, our life gives evidence that we, we know that. God, we can apply that. The principles are there. We live that out. I have peace because I'm saved and I walk in peace. God, help us understand that it's not just the answer, but it's how we got there. And so, Father, this morning, during this invitation time, I pray, Father, that your spirit has spoken to your people. And if there's anybody here at the sound of my voice that needs the greatest gift ever given at Christmas, Jesus, that they would come this morning and receive him. Maybe this Christmas, Father, we need to start walking the answer that we know. Because we know him, but our lives don't reflect that. And so, Father, I pray that you would do that in us as well. Father, on the other side of obedience is always blessing. And, Father, I pray this morning that we would bless ourselves by being obedient today in Christ's name.